and welcome to the Sweet Release Healing Roundtable. I'm Andrea Lovett of Sweet Release Healing. We also have tonight Brittany, Charity, and Shirley. Sharon is going to be here in a producer role, or are you jumping in, Sharon? And I know Morgan's here in a producer role. So tonight we have fantastic discussions that I think you guys are really going to like, but I'm going to leave it up to choice because we have. So everybody's already starting in the chat. I'm trying to keep it together because we're going to be goofy today. Apparently we have two different big subjects and I'm going to leave it up to the panel here. We have a request to talk about angels and demons. And then we have another one to talk about anger and ego pieces. Which ones do we want to go through? Do we want angels and demons on regular or when we can lose our filters? Or do we want ego on regular when we can lose our filters? Either. I don't care. We don't care? I All don't. right, then let's. Let's keep going with angels and demons and because we had so many requests for this one, especially on TikTok live, since we'll stream the TikTok live and then we'll shut it off when we go for after dark. <laughs> so the first question we had is, do demons have levels like angels do? So what do we think? What do we feel? Do they even have levels? Can I remind you guys that we're on a podcast and people are going to be listening to silence right now? I don't feel like they do. I feel like they, they're Ooh. maybe hierarchy has been put by humans but they don't really truly have levels are we talking about angels or demons or both i was talking specifically about demons with angels i i don't feel like that either actually I have to agree with Shirley. Yeah. Especially like demons feel like a free for all for me. I'm not going to lie. They just look like, I don't know, like a ragtag neighborhood football team. That's just been put together by the kids who couldn't get into like the rec sports or whatever. They couldn't get into the main team of the town. They were like, screw you guys. We're going to play anyhow. But when it comes to angels, I can understand that some of them are used and called upon more often than others, but I have a hard time connecting to angels. They just feel like, for lack of better words, a clusterfuck of energy in a bag. They're like, they're like a bag of attributes. They're like, I threw chivalry in here and bravery and courage. And here's the bag, shake it up and give it to somebody. And they're like, ta-da, here you go. I feel that demons aren't even 
like that's something not beneath them but that's something they don't even care about they don't care whether who's above who it's not about that so yeah. where do you think that place has helped human beings understand that like why do we even have that belief system in the first place because in society there is a hierarchy we put that upon ourselves yeah and whether then we attribute like whatever it makes it more tangible yeah yeah it makes it more tangible and we attribute those levels to them because of i guess their responsibility but it's not like they have levels it's like they do different things because we like to put certain things above others i think mm -hmm. we do that with a hierarchy and not them it's kind of like you all of you are saying it's not like that they have a level we just kind of assign one to them depending on what it is that they do if that makes sense and it also gives humans um a sense of importance as well they're like oh well i'm dealing with this angel and he is closer to god or he is closer right. to that like whether right. you want to admit that or not that's obviously there yeah that's an odd thing like i don't ever think about dealing with angels ever I, I was know. taught that way when I first started into my spirituality was to connect yeah. with them, but I kind of lean more towards Andrea. It was, it's just more of a big clusterfuck or ball of light and energy. And that may be why I don't too much, <laughs> too much and too much chaos, but I don't want a bag of attributes. Yeah, no, I don't want that either. Then keep it. No, I just check I, but I never think about that. Like, I never think about when somebody mentions angels, I'm just like, oh, yeah. Like, it never crosses my mind, which is odd. I, also I will like... say, similar to what Brittany was saying. Oh, oh sorry, no, you Shirley. When I was first taught, like, actual spirituality, in an organized fashion and not just the way that my family had done it all along of just like, we just do the things and we just flow with the energies. That's how my family just was. Like we know the things, we practice the things, we flow with the things. But when my first mentor came into my life and that was very, that was a very short lifespan by the way, she would tell me like, no, you have to call on this specific archangel for this specific reason and not this one for that one. And you have to be afraid of like, all these things and she was always feeling like she was shoved she was always feeling like especially when she was around me she would like cry about attacks and all this stuff and i thought shouldn't you know shouldn't you be able to talk to them about this but i remember thinking to myself this is so hard and so complicated to understand why are we doing it like this like why are we doing it this way of which ones do what. And like, like Charity's saying too, I, I've always struggled to communicate with angels and it always feels and comes across very different than what everybody tells me they are. Ooh. Shirley. Yeah. I honestly don't feel that different with angels I it could be just because I've had some of them as my guides so it's felt normal but at the same time 
what I've learned about them is kind of different to what um, was told to me. Um, and I feel like some people kind of want to have these titles or these leaders for them to focus on when they need a specific attribute to call to. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. Kaylee was saying in the TikTok chat that angels and spirit feel no different to her. And I have to agree with her. Demons feel very different to me. But angels seem to just kind of like fit into all of spirit, like similar to the non-corporeal beings for me. And they don't. When I am talking to my entourage and I am isolating that piece of the non-corporeal beings, I don't ever feel a distinction. And I've never had like, you know how when we have like that label that comes up, I've never had that label come up for angels. I've had it be like planet birthers and those who work on magnetic service and earth caretakers and all those things, but never, ever, ever seen the angel level label. And that's, I'm just now, I'm today years old when I'm realizing that. <laughs> I never, I, I never recognize something in terms of the word angel, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I'm having to really think about it now with everything I've seen. Like I, I don't know because I, I don't ever think about, about that. I just see what I see and then I recognize it for what it is, but I, I don't know. I'm sitting here thinking about this one because I don't ever think about it. Like going back to what Andrea said about, you know, like this angel does this and this angel does this and you only contact yeah. uh, this angel, this. And I found that so confusing. And, you know, part of my brain was like, you don't need to know that. So I never really, you know, after a couple, I never really paid attention to it. And then it just didn't become an issue. You know, if I was talking to them, it was more of a collective than a specific one. And it didn't feel an not, not not important, but it didn't feel it was necessary to single out somebody. Mm. Spencer asked an interesting question on this topic in the chat is, is the organization of angels the opposite of the chaos of demons? I have honestly Me never either. thought about that. But <laughs> when I... But is the organization... Go ahead, Charlie. I want to like... Is the organization of angels, was that organization put on by us humans or is it actually, is there actually an organization to be had? I, I love that. I love that you said that because when I ask to see and understand spirit through spirit's lens and not my human lens... I feel like it's all chaos all the time that what we would call chaos 
exists through all of spirit, including the demons. And it's not like demons exist in their own realm separate from everybody. They are part of the inclusivity of spirit as a whole. Like the impression I just got is they're part of the family. They're not the black sheep and separate. It's they just work in tandem with the light when you're not listening to it. No, I, I agree with that because at the beginning, I was so concerned with who is who, what did they do? What did this person do? What did this like? And now it it just doesn't matter. And as you get more comfortable with this and trusting spirit and everything else, it, it matters less because the trust is there that, you know, you're going to get what you need from spirit at that time. It doesn't matter who it's coming from per se. I, uh, I like that perspective too. Yeah. I don't feel like, I don't feel like any of it's like sectioned off. I feel like, like I think we yeah, sectioned it's kind things. of just, they're all spirit. I just, I don't. Yeah. And whoever comes in or whoever I see at the time is just I see and I'm not looking for, well, sometimes I'm looking for particulars, but for the most part, it's not like, I don't know. It feels all the same. They just do different things. There's no leveling. I really think that's a construct we do. Um, there's somebody who's talking in the chat too, who has a lot of constructs going on, mainly saying the most unintuitive thought is demons will attach themselves and take responsibility to any and every negative connotation in your head, whether you meant it or not. Say that again. So I can't say I know it. Well. Say it again. The most unintuitive thought is demons will attach themselves and take responsibility to any and every negative connotation in your head, whether you meant it or not. And then he clarified and said, intuitive, sorry, my bad. So I think what he's trying to say is, Oops, sorry, the most intuitive thought is demons will attach themselves and take responsibility for every negative thought in your head, which heavily disagree. No. Heavily disagree. I, 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 I do. That is, um, I, that's not looking at the full picture. That's kind of looking at what you have been taught through society and movies and everything else. It's not... When you sit down and actually do the work, you're, you don't see that way. You don't see it like that anymore. Yeah. If you actually do the work, you, you won't be able to see it that way anymore. No. If you actually pay attention to it. Yeah. Your fear, your fear starts to diminish because you're realizing that it's these people are, or not necessarily these people, but just these entities, this, this everything. Mm. They're just, they're, they're things that they're beings and they're things. And they're just something that you need to question and not be afraid of because what really, what is there to be afraid of? Yeah. Something you need to question, something you need to look at, something you need to sift through, figure out, find, alter, maybe move around, but mm -hmm. it's not, it's not a negative. The only, yeah. The, the fear, the only fear that's there is the fear that you're putting on it. And that yeah. is from a previous way of thinking definitely is like and, and i can see i can see that and i know all of us can see that because 
I don't know about all of you guys, but like I've been there before too, like to be afraid of it, to like to be scared of it because of what you were told and what you were taught it for so many years. But it's kind of like you guys said, if you actually do the work and look at it, they're just kind of pointing out things that you really should adjust so that you can be better and help other people around you. And maybe even just to understand the fact that they really shouldn't have to fear it. Jessica brings an interesting perspective. And before we say what Jessica said, I love that you guys had said, the more you do the work, the less you start to see spirit from a human lens. It's that ever approachment of enlightenment. You start to see it through a spiritual lens over and over and over again. And your human lens drops off like this fear, this belief system that you are right and your belief systems are right. And that is all that there is. And then also I want to introduce the concept of like having to learn it. If you have to learn it and it doesn't feel like it's natural, it doesn't flow with spirit. I've found that like every single time. But what Jessica said is, is there actually a distinction between angels and demons or did we do that? It's an interesting question. I still think we did it. I still think we did it by what we associate with like what they do or what they point out to us or what they show us. I'm not sure, but I think we did it. I think we definitely gave them the negative connotation that they weren't yeah. actually there to help us. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when we look at them, like, okay, if we take the classic of like angels work in light and demons work in dark. Humans associate that with, with positive and negative, like good or bad, like good or evil. Whereas evil doesn't actually exist. And consequently, neither does good. It's more in line with spirit or less in line with spirit. So if we look at things that are more in line with spirit, we would, as human beings say, oh yeah, the angels are way more in line with spirit because they're helping me reach my light and see what's inside of me. And everything is great. They're helping me see how great I am. Whereas demons are saying, you're not listening to the light. So now we have to push you into a position where you are because you signed up for us to do that before you incarnated. Well, another think thing too, it's sorry, Andrea, but if you don't realize that's what's going on, yeah, of course I could see how someone could perceive um as a demon as being like oh they're doing this to me and it's scary and it hurts and it's not good mm -hmm. but if they don't understand that they're being pushed into those situations because you weren't you know you asked to do this but you're not going the way you should be and they're giving you that nudge you know of course it could be scary do you think it goes back to accountability like we don't recognize we're in the wrong. So then we're afraid because we're like, why is this thing doing this to me? And we don't realize the fact that there's something wrong. It becomes mm. worse. And hence comes in the purpose of demons in the first place. Yeah. The reason humans need them. Because demons are not there to scare us and make life horrible for us. They work just like the light does. The lights, you know, works in pulls and like very similar to like spirit guides. The light is always like, here's the things you want to do. Here's the carrot on the stick. Whereas the demons are the stick. They're like, if you don't want the carrot, fine. Here's the stick. But demons 
as spirit tells me that they are and not like made up in my mind or not like me making a decision about them as me just sitting and doing some work. So I will, I will tell you, honestly, I meditate in a salt bath when it comes to the bigger topics, because I get sick to my stomach, like crazy. I get vertigo and I want to just, I get wicked nauseous. So when I'm asking about the bigger things, I have to do it in a salt bath to discharge. And I was, I remember having this conversation with them years and years ago and asking them to keep building on it over time. Demons are not there to hurt you, but they function just like those life events that point us back to the light. They make us stop resisting so much. They make us, it's those life events that make us throw up our hands and say, fine, fine, and rely on spirit. They kind of remind me of like the, the tower in a tarot card. Like if they had a card in the tarot, I think that would be it. <laughs> Agreed. And I think so many people align them with like death. It's awful and it's horrible. But I mean, we no, all know death when it's rebirth. Exactly. But the second we start to see that fear jumps in and our brains mm -hmm. go, oh, fear. Because our brains are wired for fear. Mm -hmm. it, and like, so Sharon put in the chat too, demons are course correctors. Yeah. They're not there to hurt you. They're there to push you to the side you said you wanted to be on because you're not listening to every other person in the lineup who's been like, Hey, and that's not just angels. You could have any kind of being, you could have off-worlders, you could have humans, you could have your animals on the side and they're trying to help you out. And you know, demons are like a last ditch effort, but I think of them like the person who lost their job in a job that they hated, that they were miserable in all the time. And then they resist the change. Because we love to resist a tower moment as human beings. We're like, no, 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 no. I know that this wasn't sustainable in the first place, but I don't like change. So I don't want to. And I need to pick up the pieces. And it's like, dude, those pieces didn't fit together. And they fell down for a reason because they don't fit together. They're not sustainable. I feel like demons point out the unsustainable situations in our lives that do need to crumble so that we can start to build something something that is long lasting and sustainable. I know that they're on our side and I hear that over and over again. They're on your side. They're on our side. And when when we go like talking about the man who lost his job, like okay, hates his job, goes every single day, day in and day out, five sometimes six times a week has to stay too long, underappreciated, miserable, miserable, miserable. He's starting to be miserable in his everyday life. And Spirit's like, we need to change your job. And he's like, yeah, put a job in front of me and then I will take it. And Spirit's like, well, it doesn't really work like that, but we'll try. And then they start giving him all these kind of want ads and things pop up on his search browsers and friends start bringing up the conversation. And we still don't listen. Say the man still doesn't listen. This would be demon territory. Where the demon's like, hey, you've had months, years even to change this. You know it's not right for you. So no, we're not doing this anymore. They make the man be fired from his job, which now puts him into a position where he can't resist change anymore and has to try. And then he finds a job that actually works for him or finds a job that doesn't work for him and then says, you know what, screw this. I'm not doing this again and makes better decisions for the life. Thoughts. I, I completely agree with you. 
Like, they're there for our good. It's just, I think sometimes we're too stubborn and hard-headed to want to go ahead and step out toward the light like we should. But, um, it, it, it just goes back to that, like that push and pull. Like, if you're resisting the pull, because I try to pull away from it, try to pull away from it, try to pull away from it for a very long time, then you're going to get a push. And that push comes from them. But it's not like, um, it's not like I'm going to push you because I don't like you. They're pushing you because they do. Like, to push somebody to do something in this world, you have to really care about them. Otherwise, you're not going to bother. They're not, like, set against this. But I agree. Like, if it's like, you're not listening to this side, we're facing the light. Make sure you heard this side. On there. So I, I completely agree with that because sometimes I'm a little hard-headed and I don't like change and I don't want to, even though I know I should. And so then I get a push. But it's not a bad thing. It hasn't been yet. Even with all the things that have crumbled within my life. Even with all the things that have crumbled, something better came from it. Everything. And and when I talk about crumbling, oh, I can't cuss someone here, can I? All of it crumbled. I'm trying to filter. Yes. I can't hear. Oh, you're muted, Andrea. Um, Sorry, that was me. It's a weird, funky thing for me to mute and unmute. We should have written that down. <laughs> we should have written down that quote from Charity. What? Of all the things that have crumbled in my life. Of all the things that have crumbled in my life, something better has always come from it. It's true. There's been a lot of fall down. And, and you know, I at the time, at the time, yeah, I was like, oh, it's the evil side, you know, that whole thing. It's not. It's not. I just wouldn't listen. I just wouldn't listen. Does it? We don't understand that there's always a safety net for us. And we think it's going to stay bad or get even worse. Yeah, there is that object permanence, isn't it, of humanity? Of like the goldfish mind, whatever you've been thinking and feeling and experiencing right now, nothing can exist outside of this. It's only this and all this all the time. Which we know not to be true. Yeah. But it's scary to think about what's outside of it, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, it's scary to think. It's scary to stand there and think you got nothing left. You know, like if you're really talking about like changes and moves and shifts and losing things and people, it's a hard place to be. But sometimes when you're in that place and you are by yourself and you have to listen because of everything that's fallen down and then you're like actually listening because you just got kicked in the teeth, essentially, mm-hmm. it gets better. It just, it gets better and it builds back better, but it's not, they're not evil and they're not against us. They just, um, 
that come in when we're hard-headed, I think. Agreed. When we avoid, 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 and we won't change, and we won't take the Refuse. steps forward. Yeah. Refuse to change. It happened to me. Yeah. It's, it's like it's a muscle. The muscle of spirit. <laughs> it is, yeah. Mm. It really is, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they are, aren't they? They're like the bouncers. They're like, what'd mm -hmm. you say? Yeah, they come the apart. Spirit. Yeah. You've had one too many. Time to go home. Yep. <laughs> right. Now. We're sitting here fighting. I'm like, I can drink more. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just one more. You never let me have any fun. I think people too get the whole demon thing confused with um, negative energies and things that have been left behind that that are from people too, right? I think that's mm -hmm. where people pull that from as well. Say that again, Brittany. Almost part of that. Oh, sorry. Um, I think people refer to demons, you know, like when there's places in the world that have negative energy that have been left over from traumatic events and people themselves like i think yeah you know because those things can get built so much that they can almost take on a life of their own right so i think that's really easy to misidentify as a demon i think you're right i think that's where a lot of the misconception comes from because that and the fact that we're afraid of it and we don't want to change i mean it's so complex sometimes at the same time it's just like but you're right with that on the fact that i lost it <laughs> you're right Tate, you're I know. Right. we don't even have to talk we know yeah. <laughs> but I, you know sometimes i wonder about people who listen to us on the podcast like yeah you might need to watch it you might need to watch us go to our yeah. youtube and actually watch the episode if you're like what the fuck are they doing it's it's a lot of hand signals and a lot of energy being sent sometimes <laughs> A lot of us understand each other without words. Yeah. Not exactly ideal, but still. It happens. It's like shorthand. It's spiritual shorthand. Write that down, Sherry. <laughs> yes, it's spiritual. Not only is it spiritual shorthand, but this is a sixth month. And sixth is all about communication and harmony. And communicate mm -hmm. however you can. If it's a hand jive, then it's a fucking hand jive. There you go. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> we just do the best we can. That's it. And I love that that kind of led us to this topic of the energies left behind yeah. from other people's behaviors, thought processes, actions that do feel like demons to people. I know I came across them when I first moved to North Carolina in like 2012. Talk about a tower moment. We had $20 in our account. We were trying so hard to get more work, more jobs, and everything just ground to a halt right after we moved. And I remember thinking, I didn't want to move here anyhow. And I went out on a limb to do this, to try something new. And this has been wrong, wrong, wrong. And that's where that energy felt like it crawled right up my back. And if I didn't already know that attachments weren't an actual thing that we really love to pretend they are, I would have said I have a demon attached to me. But it wasn't. Because it was, and here's how I knew the difference. It was so easily dispelled 
when I finally recognized it for what it was and was like, oh, fuck you. No. And I just shined my light a lot. And then it was just gone and not like gone and came back a little later or it was like, I'll leave you alone and I'm going to go mess with somebody else. It was just gone. Does anyone else have experience with those lower energy bullshit tendrils that are not born of creator like true demons are, but can have the option of, well, the propensity to scare the shit out of us? I don't think I've ever, I'm having to think about that one because I don't, um, I don't think so. I don't think I've encountered anything like that. Like, it was it was terrible was it uh-huh it was absolutely terrifying because it was um telling me like to unalive myself that i wasn't good enough that everybody would have been better off without me but i could feel what felt like proximity and like claws up my back that this is not going to work it's a hopeless situation and it felt oily like i well maybe not like oil but like tar tarry talking about like when um you can walk in a place and you feel all that no i've never had anything like crawl up my back like actually physically like like feel like that but i can go into a place and feel like that nastiness around mm -hmm. like i didn't really i don't i don't know i just Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know if I experienced something like that um, or something close to that, but yeah, I did have, um, uh, you know, sometimes there's some, what I would say, some asshole spirits that would just not give me a good time. Um, they enjoyed giving nightmares. And, but yeah, I felt that um there was some sort of energy, it wasn't a spirit, some sort of energy that was, um, that had come from a person we know, um, person close to the family. Um, it was from a party and it kind of, it kind of like followed my sister and her boyfriend. And then, um, at that time I was asleep. And it came to give me nightmares and they were this, they were pretty scary and pretty traumatizing. Um, and you know, I woke up from it. Um, and I just kept getting like, uh, told that I got to do something about that as well as ear ringing on my left ear, um, that there's still something there. So, you know, I did the whole cleansing thing and didn't experience anything after that, but it didn't feel like it was a spirit. It felt like something else. I don't know if it's some energy built up from human stuff, gunk, um, but that might be, might have been an encounter. I cheated and I asked my guys and they were like, because part of my brain was still off talking to them and saying, you know, with what I experienced, one of the things that I'm 
remembering is it felt like the light left me when that happened. And I remember mm. thinking, like at the time, where is everybody? Where is everybody? And I'm really, what is it like 11 years later recounting this and saying, oh yeah, that's right. That happened. What they just told me is we stepped back for a reason to let you handle it. Because I will say once I dispatched it, it felt like a tower moment. Everything got better after that. Once I addressed it for what it was and was like, you know, screw you, I'm not playing this game anymore. And dispelled it, got rid of it, shone my light, all that fun stuff. It just dissipated. Like it just fell to pieces, almost like, I don't know, like sand grains on the ground. And it's, it hasn't come up since, but like the memory of it has. Why? Usually when I'm resisting ma massive change, when I'm afraid and I'm resisting massive change. Hmm. I know. Shocker. We're all shocked. Charity. What? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <clears throat> So do we have anything more to discuss with this part before we go off to the next question? I don't think the next one. Nope. <laughs> She's got, you can see her face right now. She's got a shitty and grin on her face. It's like, here it is. The next one is, I think we've already kind of covered the, how do they work together with the angels and demons? I feel like we brought that up in conversation, but Someone had asked about saints and their place in spirituality. Now, I definitely was raised Roman Catholic, but I didn't go very often. And when my parents found out the things that they were telling us in CD, they yoinked us right out of there because, you know, nine-year-olds shouldn't have panic attacks about things in Catholicism, you know, as you do. But I... I'm not clear on what the definition of saints are. Are they, weren't they people who did such amazing acts that they now get to go off and be angels of their own right? Okay. Sharon's not. They, they do, but isn't there like certain stipulations though, to be like a saint, like, like you have to have certain stipulations to be counted for that. Like you have to do so much or I, I don't know. Wasn't raised Catholic. I have no idea, but I think that's right. I, I have a problem with that. I'm going to have to think about that one for a second because. Take your time. <laughs> As I understood it, they had to have like so many miracles done in their name. So many, um, it's like, you know, I guess it was just kind of seen like a reward for insanely good behavior. And as far as I understood, it was, it's dictated by the church. Mm -hmm. Like right. evidence is brought to the church and then the church assigns saintliness. Right. I know Brittany just flung her hands out like, there's your answer. Now there's going to be plenty of argument that this is a human construct, but I'm going to present the devil's advocate of what if that human construct came from spirit to teach people to be better in a time where humans were really rotten to each other and themselves. 
I mean, what say you when you use your connection? My, I could be wrong, but I'm just wondering. I don't know. I was asking that question in my head as you were saying it, and I just got back. Like, is it applicable now? Why is it applicable now? So it could possibly been required then, but is it necessary now? Or maybe is there a new form with everyone opening up and developing and becoming more into their spirituality? Maybe this is a new form of it. Mm. That's an interesting take on it is maybe from spirit's perspective and saying maybe that they were regardless. I mean, saints are across every and saintlyhood is a, is across every religion isn't it or every organization for the most part i don't know i don't know every single one it depends maybe maybe not some but i know like others will have like martyrs and others whatever they yeah. call them yeah. right but it's human beings who did such amazing things that they basically got to be exalted into that status and i love that Brittany brought up that point with her team of is it applicable now? Now we know in maybe a more developed country, we're already leaning towards putting down our violence, picking up our words, having more compassion and patience with each other and leading with that softness and trying to um, honor each other's sovereignty as opposed to what we see going on in some other countries that are still war-torn and bickering and arguing with each other and committing atrocities every single day. So does it still have a place? Or, I don't know. I think it depends. I think it depends heavily on... <sighs> to try to say this um, <laughs> I think it is a good thing to have people that are considered to be saints because of good deeds and the love that they share in this world I think it's good to show that to everyone else So that everyone else could be like I that like too. Mm. Right, right. It's like it, there are places where it's the majority of people need it. The people from those places need that uh, example to look up to. That not just example, but also something that gives them hope. Something that helps them keep going through the tumultuous right. time that they're going through. Whereas places like, you know, in the U.S. or, or, or um, other places that are not war-torn areas, we are able to have the privilege of figuring it out ourselves 
and getting close to what this, I suppose in those times, what saintliness was. Now we can learn mm. to um, depend on ourselves. Whereas in other places, those war-torn maybe places, people are in survival mode, like intense survival mode. Mm -hmm. So they won't have that energy. They won't have that time, that mentality to, um, to do what we're doing, mm -hmm. which is closing getting closer to spirit on a personal level they they might still need a proxy mm. yeah that's a good point it is i agree yeah. so that they have an example yeah a proxy like an example of to be able to see especially in places where it's kind of hard to just sit and talk about this stuff the way we do I think sometimes may it help. I think some places holding on to saintlyhood and how a human being could reach it is also bringing hope to an area that doesn't have any. Right. So maybe in terms of the role of saintliness or whatever you would call it in whatever your belief system is, Maybe the role in spirituality is to continue to provide that ladder, that step stool, that stairs to show, because, you know, as I understand it, it's not just about us and the one person doing the one thing. It seems like saintlyhood is about living that example for other people as well and giving yeah. them choices and opportunities to choose something different that's so outside of their learned behaviors and wheelhouse that they never would have thought of before. Right. Like love and compassion in a war zone. Mm. Where are you going to find that? Yeah. Something to hang on to. I think, I think it could be important in some places. When I ask my team about the importance of it and its place in spirituality, it says it's situational. That it depends on who needs it, how, and what they're going to get from it. And they do show, like, if I ask about that energy, they show me a globe where it's concentrated on certain parts where like this belief system still makes sense here because it encourages others within this sphere of influence to rise as well. Right. They stand as an example for people. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like when they stand for an example for people. Yes, that I like. I agree. And I think that brings us to another point. How much longer are we going to continue to need these examples as humans? We have groups of people. One I just met in a session today and everything that we were talking about in a gift focus session that went way left of center, but was beautiful healing for her and me quasi is the groups who are here 
to funnel and channel energy and act like conduits, like batteries for spiritual energy for the sole purpose of raising vibration. Yeah, I met this client today. You guys love her. She's definitely in the Discord, but I'm not going to give away her anonymity. I'll let her do that on her own. Freaking amazing client. And I saw her work in action. I saw her get a download as I was right there. I saw what her body looked like. I saw how she responded to it. And I heard the different cadence in her voice. The blasting headache I got from the proximity of those of like such high vibration. I was like, you guys got to be careful with her because the human body cannot handle that lightly. But she's one of 26 who does act like a battery. They get big downloads. Like, and I mean like big, 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 big downloads. Not, not even like I get big downloads, but I would never want one as big as this. Like there, I couldn't even hope to come close. And then they store them and then they leach them into the ground. They can release them a little over time or stand outside. And they did say outside with hands like this, because she saw an eye here, an eye here, an eye on each palm and her third eye open up as well as her eyes mouth has to be open. And I've seen this before, like years and years and years ago. And it brought up a weird memory for me, but they do that and they have their palms up and they leach that download back into the ground, which raises vibrations. And she said, they said 68. And I said, you're number 68 in the group or you're one of 68 total. And she said 68 total. And they showed me that thing where they all over the globe, tons like tons of these really bright lights and i i get kind of chills and a little choked up talking about it because it was such a beautiful magnificent experience today but like holy shit for her to do her work and her one of 68 maybe some of these belief systems that we look at like angels and archangels the concept of demons even though they can still be rooted in very human aspects and human ego and human ways of viewing their world and making sense of the world still have their place. If they're helping growth, obviously if they hinder, like we've seen, we've seen ego hinder people before and these belief system hold people back. But what if they're leading toward growth? You're talking about the old belief systems we have. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say yes. And, and here's why. Um, you know, if you're searching for the truth, no matter what belief you came from, sometimes that's the only thing you have to hold on to until you find out the truth. So in some cases and in some areas where some beliefs reign, it does give that slight chance of hope that through that and on the other side of it, there will be truth eventually. And that's a mm. fact. <laughs> and that's a fact. Listen. Oh. That went right through my chest when you said that, like, oh, the, the tingles and the tangles on that one. I think for some places and some people, yes, it's still, 
has its purpose. But I think the more we talk about these things and the more we talk to each other about these things, the better it'll be and the less we need it. It's kind of like with the things. Yep. They're, they're, they're good to do that, but eventually we should all be able to do good deeds for everybody. Like, we should all, like, care about humanity. I don't know. That's, yeah. And it, it's, I feel like the aftermath of that is also similar to the stories of, um, like, deities. When there's all these stories of these different deities from different cultures, and a lot of us work with deities, with those deities, um, for specific reasons. And I feel like it's the same with the saints. The saints help um, people work through specific things. And it's a lot easier um, when there is a saint who is known for this, this, and that to help people through that. Like someone that they can call on in spirit and have confidence around I mean like we talk about the psychic side where psychics just broadcast out and just whoever whatever has the answer that they need they go for it but what we're doing when we call upon specific deities and converse with specific saints specific angels even specific demons is mediumship and that mediumship still exercises your spiritual connection regardless of whether you focus more on empath psychic or medium you, whatever you practice is still practice and it's still strengthening your connection, your listening skills and our confidence in them. And we talked about in the beginning, when you continue building this up, you lose the guise of humanity and the lens that humans see spirit. And we pick up the lens at which spirit experiences us and each other, which, you know, drops the ego and helps the ego evolve to catch up with modern times. I actually feel bad for the ego every once in a while. I'm like, you poor little thing. Oh. You must be having the hardest time. Bless his little heart. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Especially as it starts to lose more and more control. It's probably just like spinning its wheels. Yeah. I, sometimes I wonder if mine is like, fine, I'll just, you know, sit here by myself. <laughs> like, fine. <laughs> I'm going to draw on the wall crayons, get your attention. Yeah. <laughs> Piss you off in a whole different way. Watch this. Never going to see yeah. this. <laughs> I often have passive aggressive hooks. Right? I wonder <laughs> if my ego is like, fuck you and your shadow work on the wall. <laughs> like getting a little pick and like poke tattoo, like stick and poke tattoo. It's like, I hate you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did a great job having a conversation tonight and clearing up a lot of points and discussing it with each other. We're going to end here for the evening, unless anybody has anything pressing to add. 
No, I just like how you can they, catch us. We kind of next always seem to wrap up nicely. Like on they always sweet seem to come healing roundtables after circle. dark. This has been the sweet release really healing roundtable. Kind of nice how it ties all together, isn't it? Nice. It is mm-hmm. with Brittany, Charity, and Shirley. Special thanks to Sharon and Morgan for producers and helping keeping us organized and keep us together, keep the show flowing the way it needs to. I'm Andrea Lovett of Sweet Release Healing, and I appreciate you all being here. Thank you, ladies. Thank you to everybody listening.